the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in to Rob Black and Your Money. I may sound a little different. My name is Tony Mendez. I'm sitting in for Rob. Rob is out today. I host the Real Estate Report on the same station Thursday night. So I was on the air last night doing my thing. And you guys probably know me by now. I guess here on Fridays we talk quite a bit of real estate with Rob. And kind of the nice thing about me sitting in for Rob as opposed to being a guest is I can actually get a word in. (laughs) Uh, I might get a little bit technical, uh, which Rob kind of strays from. So, yeah. Uh, definitely take advantage of Rob's absence today. So we got quite a bit to talk about. Uh, it is a call-in show, 800-516-1220, 800-516-1220. And if you want to email a show, you can always email me, Tony at com. I don't think I have access to Rob's. What is Rob's? Rob at Rob Black, Rob at Rob Black.com. Um, some of the topics we're going to hit today. I think it's important in the Bay Area. And the rest of California people looking, it could be anywhere, uh, Tahoe, Santa Barbara, L.A., Bay Area, to look at some of the products that are available. Products drive real estate. and It's not just rates. It's one of the reasons why we see purchase applications. It's kind of one of those nerdy things that I get a chance to talk about. Purchase applications are still very high. But refinance applications are low. That's because of rates. But purchase applications are being driven by products. And one of the products that I think the Bay Area is benefiting from is a really good jumbo 10% down product. Uh, And a lot of people are like, oh, 10% down, that means I have to pay mortgage insurance. Well, these products don't have mortgage insurance. Well, you can, if you have a good enough credit score and you have a good package and a good debt ratio and all the, the, the rest of the story. So these, I think these products are continually driving the values here in the Bay Area. So one of the things I, I will definitely talk about is why I think the Bay Area is still a very solid and safe uh, real estate market. I, it, it is an argument uh, that a lot of people in our industry have. A lot of people are just thinking people are going to bail out of the Bay Area, but we're going to get to that at some point. Another topic we can hit today is extra strategies for mortgages and for real estate. A lot of people get into a some scenario and they don't plan. It's just like buying a stock. You all hear Rob talk about the same reasons why you buy a stock or the same reasons why you want to sell a stock. Uh, same thing for real estate. Adjustable rate mortgages, they're making a comeback. We're going to talk about why. And equity lines are expected to rise over the next four to five years, I think by double the amount that we've seen in the last four to five years. Uh, and we're right back at it again where people are taking out money on their houses. And is it smart, especially as the prime rate is going up and has been? 15-year or 30-year going into retirement, that's another topic we'll hit. So you can always call the show, 800-516-1220, 800-516-1220. So real estate is dear to my heart. Uh, I've been in California for over 13 years on several pieces of real estate. It's I think it's the best place to live in the nation, in my opinion. It's got the most amenities, greatest weather, uh, fantastic real estate market. Uh, if you can get into it, it's a recipe for high demand with the promise of good returns. Basically, 
A home in California just doesn't give you a place, a roof over your head. It gives you the possibility of huge returns that can propel you into fast retirement. Uh, and don't forget about Prop 13, which is a whole, whole another ball of wax, another story that we can get to another day. You need a, you need a, the opponent sitting across the table in order to talk about that. That's, you can't just be one-sided on that. Uh, but it sounds perfect to live in California, uh, but it doesn't play out for everybody especially those who are trying to get a piece of that action. They're trying to get into that real estate. They see everybody else doing it. They, they hear about the stories. Maybe they're sitting on the sidelines and, and you know, another year goes by and another five or 10% appreciation in properties. And another, that means another five or 10% in down payment that may or may not have saved. Uh, there's low inventory. There's high prices, anemic housing of, or affordable housing uh, being built and available. And then it's including in the, uh, the rental market. Uh, that is the good news is, those who own and are able to buy, sell, finance, and invest in real estate in California, it's a pretty safe market to be in, in my opinion. Some of the main reasons I think it is, is low inventory. It's a main driver of home prices right now, which a lot of people say, we don't know if we'd like that yet. But when you add in the fact that the reason why we have low inventory is because people may not be able to sell. They may not want to sell. They already live in a desirable area. And some homeowners may actually be locked into their house, not only with something like Prop 13 with low taxes, but a low interest rate. And then you have the fact that home prices are also rising. So you have that low inventory factor. You also have qualified mortgages. Um, I'm in the mortgage side. I deal with this on a regular basis going back to 2006, 7, 8, 9, and 10. You could have pretty much gotten any mortgage you wanted. Now, a lot of people are bailing out of mortgages as well. But since then, the qualified mortgage era, everybody who's bought or refinanced since then has been got their financing through some of the tough guidelines ever. So your neighbor and your neighbor's neighbor and your neighbor's neighbor's neighbor and so on, it, they're not going to bail on their property because of the way that they got their loan. They didn't get a teaser rate. They didn't get a NAGAM loan. They didn't do a liar loan. They didn't get any of those products that we don't have today. So I call this a strong ownership pool. We also have steady jobs and income growth. Barry leads the nation in creating over $100,000 paying jobs for new employees, and that continues to grow as well. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that the Bay Area is much, and much of the rest of California is a great place to own real estate, and people, buyers that is, are seeing this trend play out year after year. Are you that person that's sitting on the sideline? Are you that person that is renting and can't get enough down payment? Are you somebody has bad credit or you've, you've had a divorce or a bankruptcy or foreclosure short sale. There are, and we go back to the whole products drive real estate and products are hitting the market. And I think it's important that we continually stress that it's not hopeless um, unless you don't make any money. I think that's a, <laughs> uh, I've always told people that everybody qualifies for a loan based on how much they make, right? Everybody qualifies. If you make $100,000 a year, you qualify for X amount based on your debt ratio. If you make $5,000 a year, you qualify for a loan. You're just not going to qualify for a loan here. So uh, we're seeing this trend play out. Uh, I'm mostly on the finance side, so it's easy for me to get caught up in numbers. I stand my ground where I have to say most people, it's about 86%, are going to get a loan for a property. So that's why we talk about mortgages when we talk about real estate. We we start there. Uh, I can't stress enough that people who are interested in real estate do not get discouraged. There's about a percentage. I it's I'm sure it's changed over the last couple of years, but it was like 18% or 20 something percent of people who 
started the loan process were got discouraged enough that they just bailed out of the process because of the loan, not because of prices, not because of their credit score, not because of their down payment, because of the loan process. The loan process has gotten a lot easier the last couple of years. There's something called the Mortgage Credit Availability Index, and it, it has shown that, we yes, we have improved in the way that you get a mortgage, how easy it is to get a mortgage, uh, the streamlined documents. Um, you're not doing robo signing. You still have to, you know, some lenders actually verify your own pay and you don't have to do W-2s and paycheck stubs and, and, and tax returns. So it's getting easier. So I'm not trying to tell you to go back and mortgage. I'm saying it's getting a little easier and I don't get frustrated. This is what I do. Um, you can always shoot me an email, Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. Call the show 800-516-1220 if you want to talk about real estate. Stock market is doing fantastic today. Um, I had it up a second ago. I know there's some of those people out there who want to know a little bit about that. The Dow is up 12. NASDAQ is rocking today, 101 up today, and the S&P is up 12.36. So the markets are rolling we're going to talk about rates and bonds yields and how that's going to play out. The ECB is really making some um, waves when it comes to interest rates, and a lot of people pay attention to real that are pay attention to real estate. Pay attention to rates. We'll come back after this break here on Rob Black and Your Money. I'm sitting in for Rob. I'm Tony Mendez. We'll come right back. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. Welcome back in to Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Tony Mendez sitting in for Rob today. We are still live. 800-516-1220. 800-516-1220. Um, one of the side effects of a strong, strong market is a little bit of inflation, a little bit of fear that interest rates will go up. And we're watching the 10-year yield uh, go from 2.08 to 2.45, I think is what we saw yesterday. It's a pretty big percentage, and the mortgage rates kind of follow the 10-year yield. And... Then we have the ECB president, Mario Draghi, say that he's going to taper the Eurozone Central Bank's monthly asset buying purchase program. Um, And even though he said he's going to extend it, they say he's going to lower the purchasing. And, you know, those are the kind of things that as, as we are a global economy, which will change our interest rates, in this case, higher. Uh, With that said, the Freddie Mac weekly survey this week has the 30-year fixed at 3.94%. Kind of lost it there for a second. Uh, it was as low as um, 3.78 in September. So we've seen a big spike, and I expect that next week's survey, that rate to be over 4%. Uh, we hit a high this year at 4.3%. And remember, these are for conforming loans. Uh, that's anything up to 424000 Anything between 424 and 636 is what they call high balance conforming, so you can expect the rate to be a little bit higher. But the big surprise that we've seen all year, even a little bit of last year, was jumbo rates. Jumbo rates have come down a lot. In fact, a lot of high balance conforming loans are pricing out higher than jumbo. Uh, you need good credit scores. You need good equity. You need the assets and the reserves and uh, and a good-looking property, and you can get those good rates in the jumbos. Um, but one of the things that we see in a higher-rate environment is we're seeing more ARM usage, ARM meaning adjustable rate mortgage. 
Uh, it's jumped 40% from the first quarter to the second quarter this year and expected to see the same kind of increase into the third quarter. So the question is, is why are people looking at arms again? There's an argument that arms were a large part of the mortgage fallout and that people should avoid them altogether. That's why we're looking at like 2 to 5% of purchases being used or, or, or arms are being used for that purchase. People counted on the lower rate back in the 2000s. They, they couldn't afford the full potential on interest payment. They were doing interest only. Uh, and when that rate adjusted and the payment increased, the path to foreclosure started or some sort of short sale or something um, started. And with this increased interest in arms again, there's a raising fear about another crisis. Now, the other side of the argument is arms are not as large factor as we previously thought to the, for the crash. It was the interest-only portion of the arm and the negative amortization of these arms, which are both gone today, by the way, including teaser rates, stated income loans, and things like that, which just happen to be arms, okay? And both of these factors created large payment increases when the loan reset. So you have a five-year arm at that 61st payment, you're going to reset. And if you paid interest-only, then your balance never went down, and now you're amortizing for 25 years at a full principal and interest. So that's why these payments went up. So we don't have those anymore. We have arms, but you're paying full principal and interest if you're getting a qualified mortgage, which most people are. So in fact, most people who got arms in the early 2000s or in the 2000s had a fixed period that ended somewhere in 2000, between 2008 and today. And during that period of time, the indices that the arms were tied to were at near, time, near all-time lows. And they stayed there for a long period of time. So if their rate actually adjusted, it would have, it could have stayed the same or even gone lower. So it was the people who got caught up in the negam part where the balance actually went up and they were paying interest only or the people who were paying interest only. It wasn't the payment um, as opposed to, I'm sorry, it was the payment as opposed to the actual balance. And there's another argument on behalf of ARMS. Uh, you're paying a premium for 30-year fix. I know a lot of people got 30-year fix because interest rates are low, but we're talking about a higher rate environment here, um, or we're expecting one. Uh, and that's because lenders have to build in a protection against inflation. Why else would a five-year arm be about one point lower than a 30-year fix? They lose money when inflation with inflation. And that's why you see mortgage rates increase when the markets do well. With an arm, the lender makes the same return every month. Let's say it's that margin of two and a quarter, for example. If they did that on a 30-year fix, that two and a quarter all of a sudden becomes two and then 1.75 or one and a half as inflation increases. So the arms actually make more money. They'd rather sell you an arm. And as as a borrower, you can take advantage of that lower rate that they offer. Uh, another pro-arm argument taken from a 2010 study from San Diego State uh, Economist, the only other country that utilizes a fixed-rate mortgage is Denmark. I think there's a couple other uh, since then. Yet when you travel abroad, you rarely find desperate homeowners begging on the streets because their adjustable-rate mortgage has reduced them to pro- poverty, quote-unquote. Indeed, with interest rates so low, they've enjoyed a substantial financial bonus over the last decade. The theory here is that when arm rates go up, really, it's the index that goes up. It's responding to an improving economy or inflation. And with that inflation comes wages and jobs. And those wages make up for any increases. And this works in reverse as people who had arms that adjusted in 2000, between 2008 and 2017, that their rate actually can go down. So um, we're also in a new era of guidelines. Uh, there's no interest loans, interest only loans for qualified mortgages, no NAGAM loans, no stated incomes, no teaser rates. Qualified mortgages rule the market. So why are people looking at arms again? It's higher home prices, and they need to qualify with that lower rate. So to me, 
those two factors are actually a little bit more scary than the interest only and the negam part because if you are maxing out your debt ratio and you're trying to buy that house or you're refinancing and then something happens to your income or something happens to your credit score in that five or seven or 10 year period where that rate is fixed and you're forced to refinance, but yet you don't qualify, that can be as detrimental as you having a bad reset where your payment goes, it it gets doubled. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about equity lines and how that's starting to play out where, where we have a lot more equity in homes. We've almost doubled what we had in the last, since 2011, and people are getting equity lines. Equity lines are arms too. And we're right now in one of the largest recast periods ever seen in history from loans that we got back in 2006, seven and eight. And it's right now, 16, 17 and 18, we're seeing these, these loans reset and there's, they're forecasting foreclosures because of that. So is there a crisis on the horizon from people getting arms? I, I personally don't think so. I think we're actually going to stay in a low rate environment, even though we're talking about higher rate environment, but people do fear that if a rate goes over 4%, Oh, what's going to happen? Are people going to be able to afford houses? Oh, am I going to be, be able to buy that, uh, you know, that, that, uh, vacation that I wanted to go because my payment just went up two or $300. These are some th- real numbers that, that you have to anticipate. That's a car payment for a lot of people. And when you have a kid and you're buying a house or two kids and a, and a couple cars and you're sitting in traffic, which you do every day, and all of a sudden your payment goes up two or $300. This is real numbers for people. So it, when you get an arm, you have to make you have to have an exit strategy. We've, we've talked about exit strategies all the time. Are you going to sell your house in the future? Are you going to keep your job? Is your credit score going to improve? So these are some things that we do on a regular basis that we try to bring to your, to your attention to help you make better decisions in real estate. We'll come back after this break. I'm Tony Mendez sitting in for Rob Black. You can always reach me at com. You can always reach Rob at Rob at RobBlack.com or the Rob at the Rob, com. Is that correct? RobertRobLack.com. We'll come back after this break here on AM 1220 KDW. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and your money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in to Rob Black and your money. Gosh, I would love to say I'm Rob Black, but I'm not. I'm Tony Mendez. I do the. I'm the host of the Real Estate Report. Black. Uh, yeah, black. You're black. I'm a black. On Thursday nights, I was on the air last night. You can always hear our show, uh, pod, podcasts at BayAreaLoanSource.com, or you can listen in Thursday six to seven live. Um, we talk a lot of real estate. I sit in on occasion with Rob as a guest on Fridays. We talk real estate. It's an opportunity for me to actually get a little bit more numbers in. Rob doesn't like numbers as much as stories, um, but there are some stories out there uh, that we do pay attention. New home sales jumped in September to the most we've seen in 10 years, or at least the increase was the most we've seen in 10 years at 18.9%, but the, the West only saw a 3% increase. We're having a lot of problems with land and builders finding incentives to really start pumping out houses. Uh, there's... Job issues, there's wage issues, there are the supply issues, and then what are they building? We're looking at a story right here. They're not building homes. Um, they're, the multifamily is what they're building. 50 unit plus is the biggest category, increase in, um, category for new construction in the United States right now. It's multifamily units, and most of those are for rents. Builders are not paying attention to 
the average home buyer, especially here in California. And it's and it's um, and it's tough. Uh, and the market's tough. Uh, people are overbidding. There's a house we just saw not too long ago in San Francisco area sold for nearly a one million dollars over asking price. Person came in, didn't want to deal with any other uh, bidding wars, and just said, "I'm going to buy this house for a million dollar million dollars over." Um, which is crazy. And it was an out-of-state buyer. And we're seeing out-of-state buyers compete. We're seeing out-of-country buyers compete. Uh, China is leading the way in there. Canada is in there. Mexico is in there. And California and, and New York are two of the biggest places that, and Florida, uh, where we're seeing um, out-of-state buyers or out-of-country buyers. And it's putting a, a toll on the average buyer here in the Bay Area. Now, if you own a house, fantastic. Uh, you may have Prop 13 and you're watching your Taxes only go up a little bit every year. You may be in a nice fixed 30-year fixed at a great interest rate. Could be below 4%. Could be just above 4%. Either way, it's still 2% below the historical average, which is uh, uh, we talk about high interest rate environments. And everybody goes, oh, yeah, I might get that 6% CD. I remember my dad back in, I want to say... Early nineties, he goes. Oh, you can, Tony. You can go down to the, the credit union, the Navy Federal Credit Union, and get a six percent CD. I was like, Oh, yeah, okay, big deal. I'd love, I'd kill for one today. Um, but you're going to pay six, seven, eight percent on your mortgage rate. So, which one would you rather have? We've gone through this whole era, and I think this is where a lot of people are, may not understand or may not be able to cope with that we've been in an environment with a low interest rates, low yields. A lot of that has to do with, you know, the, the world economy is also struggling and doing asset like the ECB with their asset purchase program. Yet our stock market's on fire. Usually we see higher interest rates when we see a higher stock market. Uh, and we also enjoyed high home prices or appreciation that is. So you add those things together and then all of a sudden we throw in higher interest rates and then, uh, the Fed stepping in, they're going to slow things down. They you know, slow some inflation down. They're looking at wages. We don't see as much inflation as we, we want. So how is this all going to play out? We just have to be careful when we go into this high-rate environment and make decisions. We just talk, got a, through a whole segment talking about arms and why it's it's um, attractive again. It's because you can get a, a, 30, a five-year arm that's may possibly 1% lower than a 30-year fixed. Does that make sense? Possibly if you can sell your house in five house in five years, or are you a savvy and educated uh, owner and continue to get five year arms every five years, if rates go up or that 30 year fix goes up and you can't refinance into something and you're always getting a 1% lower rate than somebody else who has a 30 year fix. So is that something that you want to do when home prices are going up? People make interesting decisions. Uh, in fact, one of the stories that's coming out hot on the wire, I guess I I've always wanted to say that, um, Equity lines, HELOCs, uh, they're back on the radar for many homeowners as the, in- the industry expects to see 10 million homeowners take out equity lines over the next four years. It's double the rate that we saw from 2012 to 2016. And it's no surprise as equity in homes have jumped $7 trillion since 2011 up to $13 trillion. There's $13 trillion in equity in residences across the United States. And we want our money. And we don't care how we get it. And people are going to get back into these equity lines. And here's what I feel about equity lines. They're a great way to access uh, emergency funds. I, I run into more people, and I like saying this, educated homeowners, savvy homeowners that have a thirty or $50,000 equity line with a zero balance, 
and they like it there and they refinance their first loan or they take some cash on their first loan, but they leave their second loan alone. All right. And they're not going to subject uh, or be subject to higher interest rates, which the Fed is going to eventually control, not control, but influence the prime rate, which is what most of these equity lines are tied to. And of course, there's a time frame to these equity lines and they might have to refresh that, but they're not taking money out. But it's expected to grow because more and more people are going to get these equity lines because of because there's more equity in their house. Uh, and lenders are making it easy. This is what kills me about these equity lines. Um, they, they make it so easy to get. They, they tell you that it doesn't need an appraisal. They're going to let some lenders even go up to 95% of your value. That's something that we saw back in 2005 and six and seven. People were doing 100% financing. Okay, what's a little bit different to five? I'd rather have you put an extra 5% down, get a 10% down jumbo with no mortgage insurance. You're way better off than getting a first and second loan. So products here are driving the industry. It is going to be a competitive market. That's why you're seeing lenders basically say, hey, come and get an equity line. It's really easy. What I don't like about them is not everybody uses them properly. Um, they rely on the interest-only portion alone. Going back to that whole arm thing that we had in 2005, 6, 7, and 8, and all these resets that are coming in 2016 and 17 and 18 on these loans, um, is their payments going to go up drastically if they don't, pay the principal and interest, and they rely on that interest only. Um, the equity line is adjustable. It's tied to the prime rate. The prime rate is on the rise. Thirty, or f- You can actually get a 30-year fixed mortgage, even with cash out, lower than most equity lines. A lot of people don't know that, but it's easy to get. It's really easy to get. You have to have a good credit score. You still have to qualify for, for the loan. You still have to have the equity and so on. Um, there was a survey that was done uh, with a survey that talked about how it's going to double the next four years. They got it right. Um, the higher mortgage rates um, in the future, people are going to try to avoid refinancing their first loan. They've probably locked in that nice 4% rate or sub four or just over four, and they don't want to touch it. So as rates go up, more equity lines are going to start um, looking more attractive because it's easy, fast cash, and they don't want to touch it. So you have to look at that aggregate interest rate. I'm looking at my, my producer and he's like, oh, I can see him, you know, thinking his head is, you know, spinning about what is an equity line and why does it make sense? And should I get it or should I refinance? Um, do you need the cash? Uh, I think they're great for a project that might cost you 50 grand and you don't need all the money all at once. Uh, a lot of people make mistake. They get, they, they go out and they get a cash out loan, which we like those too, because you're doing a larger loan amount. The, the mortgage industry loves those. Um, but you may not need the money right away. So you're paying interest on fifty, sixty, hundred thousand dollars, but you don't need it right away. When you do an equity line, you can pay fifteen here, fifteen here, fifteen here, and then you start paying that back as you go down the road. And you're only paying interest on the time you borrow it. It only takes four to eight weeks to get these equity lines. Um, the downside, of course, is they don't really disclose the future impacts or implications of an equity line. What happens when the loan resets? Lenders don't, they, they, it's in there, it's in the fine print, but they don't point it out. Um, and what happens when you pay it off? It is still considered cash out. And a lot of people get caught. Maybe their credit score went down and they can't get a, a, a refinance to get cash out. So sometimes it makes more sense to get the cash out refinance. So be careful about equity lines. Uh, they're consumer loans. And um, it's worth looking at both sides of the scenario. And I hope that your your loan officer does have an opportunity to present these to you. If it doesn't, go to someone else. Um, you can always call the show 800-516-1220, 800-516-1220. I'm Tony Mendez. I'm sitting in for Rob Black today. You can always email me, Tony at Bay Area Loan Source.com. Over $1 million 
Sales price homes could even go higher, according to Redfin, as luxury home markets around the nation are experiencing a shortage of these what they call luxury homes, anything between $1 million and $5 million, and they're driving prices higher because of the lack of inventory. We're seeing that here in pretty much every home. It uh, doesn't matter what the price is. Uh, but this is, a spe- uh, is impactful from builders, too. They're focusing on the lower end of the market as opposed to the higher end. Uh, inventory has dropped 18% um, for the over $1 million amount compared to the prior year. Uh, all resulting in a 4.9% year-over-year increase. Uh, a place called Logmont, Logmont, Colorado, saw the largest in- increase of prices for luxury homes of 38%, while the Bay Area saw a drop, believe it or not, in luxury home prices by 147 It's all opinion. Uh, that may not be quite accurate. I know some realtors are probably going, oh, I don't know about that. Um, but one of the you know kind of good things about those luxury homes and people who are looking at them, jumbo Guidelines are still loosening up. They are one of the drivers behind the mortgage credit accessibility index uh, and why that's going up and up and up is because since 2011, jumbos have really, really, not only have the rates come down, but the the guidelines have loosened up quite a bit. And it makes a, a lot more sense now to look at a jumbo than it did four, five, six years ago. So these jumbo rates are really driving the market. Those 10% down jumbos, we, we like them. Um, because they don't have mortgage insurance. And we, we have really good lenders that do it, and there's quite a few out there. It's, it'd be hard not to find one, but it's definitely worth looking at the scenario. And I think a lot of people are like, I want to put 10% down instead of 20% down now because it's not much of a difference, and I get to keep cash on the side just in case something happens. I think that, that mentality is going to start setting in at some point. We'll come back after this break. I'm Tony Mendez sitting in for Rob Black. You can always email the show, Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com or Rob at Rob at RobBlack.com. We'll come back after this break here on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Tony Mendez sitting in for Rob Black. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at KDOW.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Welcome back in to Rob Black and Your Money. I sound a little bit different because I am Tony Mendez sitting in for Rob. I am the host of the Real Estate Report, same station on Thursday nights. Uh, on occasion, you hear me coming in on Fridays talking about real estate. And we've been doing that for the last 45 minutes or so this hour. Uh, we've had some good topics. We've talked about why jumbo products are helping drive the market here in the Bay Area. Uh, median home price here is. You could say it's it's up for debate, 800, 850. Maybe the East Bay is a little bit lower. Maybe the Peninsula is a little bit higher. We know that. Uh, but they're all ju- you put 20% down on 800,000, you're in a jumbo loan. Do you want to get a first and second loan? Um, probably not. When the jumbo rates are fantastic, guidelines are a little tough. Um, if you're buying or refinancing and you're looking at a jumbo, the one thing, that you, well, there's several things you want to pay attention to, but the one thing that you can control a little bit more than the other is your credit score. Jumbo rates really, they go, you know, on a conforming loan, 740 is the highest, but, but jumbos, they, they gauge you all the way up to uh, 780. So the better the credit score, the better rate you're going to get. Um, kind of the theme today was about higher interest rate environments. We are looking at a 10 year yield going up and up and up. We have the Fed discussing whether or not they are going to raise interest rates in December. We also have the ECB talking about reducing their asset purchase program and finalizing their program in September 2018. Um, All of those are up for modifications, of course, but it scares investors and they're putting money 
into other places and that drives the yields up, which drives mortgage rates up and that makes your payment go higher. So what do we do in a higher rate environment? Uh, we talked about how arms are a lot more popular today. 40% increase in arm usage for purchases between the first quarter and second quarter. I expect it to go up again in the third quarter and, in, and probably again in the fourth quarter and so on. Um, why are people using more arms? Because it has a lower interest rate. Uh, are people using it because of the lower interest rate to help them qualify? Probably. Um, it's a lot, you know, you get a six, seven, eight hundred thousand dollar loan and you get an arm instead, you're saving two or three hundred dollars a month compared to 30 or fixed. That's a heck of a lot of money saved just to end up with the same balance five or seven years later. And a lot, of, I mean, we're talking thousands of dollars, 50, 60, 70, 80 thousand dollars in five, seven year periods lower in payment. And, um, you have to be careful with these arms. Um, you need to have an exit strategy. That's kind of the other theme that a lot of people don't really get um, when they get a mortgage. We, we, we talked to a borrower not too long ago and he ended up buying two properties in Vegas. And I'm like, what's your exit strategy when they're not making that much money and you just quit your job? Um, there, you, you just dumped a hundred thousand dollars into two properties in Vegas. And granted they are beautiful, What you can buy for $200,000 in Vegas, four bedroom, two, two and a half, three bath garage in a nice community, small HOA, um, it's attractive, but what is that money going to do for you if you're not cash flowing? Um, so, so what's the exit strategy there? What's your, what's your scenario? So, uh, one of the things that we talk about all the time, um, especially on a show like Rob's is about retirement. And, uh, one of the options that a lot of people see in retirement in a higher rate environment is looking at a 15 year. And these are expected to rise as well during a higher rate environment. And when I mean higher rate environment, I mean anything going back into the four, mid fours, which we could easily get to. We, we saw 4.3 earlier this year. Why would 4.5 not be out of, the, out of reach? Um, typically a 15 year is at least three quarters of a percent lower, maybe up to 1% lower than a 30 year fixed. Typical 15 year mortgage can save about 30% in interest compared to a 30 year fixed. On a $400,000 loan, I know it's starting to sound a little bit low. That's You save about $190,000 in interest over the life of the loan. So there's a big incentive for people to do that. But we have a huge baby boomer generation that's going into retirement. And it's a big debate for retirees, retirees going, should I get a 30-year fixed or should I get a 15-year and then pay that house off early? I've run into this scenario myself where I'm like, I, do I want that house paid off uh, and then have that equity sitting there doing nothing, or do I want to keep leveraging it and buy property, maybe buy properties in Vegas or something like that. I'm not going to buy in Vegas, but, but this time buy it in cash, use leverage my house, try to get the lowest payment, get a good rate because it's owner occupied and then have some cash flow there. Is that something I want to do to supplement my retirement? So I think more often we're seeing people that are calling us and saying, we want a 15 year or before retirement or a 30 year before retirement talking to their CPA or their CFP before they make these decisions, because it's a lot more impactful now with these large numbers. Home prices are much higher. These loan amounts are much higher here in the Bay area. You can easily expect a $3,000 payment on a 30 year fix. What's that going to be in a 15 year? It could be 4,000 or more. So does that make sense? Is that taking away money from your retirement? Would you, and and so you have a retirement that would pay you, but you have a if you put it in your house, that's not going to pay you. It's just going to have you a lower payment, and that equity is just sitting. There. And then you may go, oh, I have all this equity, I want to leverage it. So these are some of the decisions that we hope that people are making. But no matter what, before you retire, and believe it or not, this happens. Uh, do it before you retire. 
yes, it does happen where people go into retirement and then they want to refinance and then they don't qualify. It's sad. Um, it's tragic. And they're stuck in that situation and they end up with some sort of um, uh, reverse mortgage, which reverse mortgages are, are crazy. They've really changed their, the, the, the rules. Uh, they've taken away a lot of the commissions from the brokers, but the, and they've also lowered the amount you can borrow on your house and the kind of payments that you get. So, uh, And I think these changes will continue coming, but do you want to leave yourself with a 15-year mortgage and then have to go into a reverse mortgage because you didn't put enough money in retirement. So please, when you when you do look at a refinance in the 15 years, you're looking at higher rates coming down the road. Uh, does it make sense to get into 15-year or re My dad has a 30-year fixed. My dad's 74 years old. He's got a 30-year fixed. He'll have a 30-year fixed. He might even refinance again. He likes his lower payments. He's on a fixed income. Those are the type of things that we, we like to see these scenarios play out with CPAs and, C, uh, and CFPs before they come to our desk. And hopefully you guys are doing that. I uh, appreciate you guys being with me today. I'm Tony Mendez sitting in for Rob Black. You can always listen to my show at the uh, same station on Thursday night, 6 to 7. You can always go to my website, bayarealonesource.com, bayarealonesource.com for more information. Email me, Tony, at bayarealonesource.com. And, of course, you can always reach Rob at rob at robblack.com or go to his website, robblack.com. Thanks for joining me today. Uh, we'll come back in the next hour. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com